Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. New Extra Charge Hot and Iced Coffee from Dunkin' is made with 20% extra caffeine from green coffee extract because we could all use a little extra this year. Whether that's an extra boost, some extra boldness, or the drive to go the extra mile, we're extra ready for whatever comes our way and extra excited to take it on. Let's get it done with a medium extra charged coffee from Dunkin' for $2 with 20% more caffeine. And pair it with Snackable Stuffed Bagel Minis for an added all-day boost. Order ahead on the Dunkin' app. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Ghost in the Night with Phil Sams. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Ghost in the Night, a hauntings and paranormal podcast. I am Phil Sams. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to check out the podcast or watch the video, however you're taking in this podcast. Today, we want to talk something, talk about something a little different than the norm. I want to kind of branch out into different areas of the paranormal because ghosts and spirits do not have a monopoly on the paranormal. Today, I want to talk a little bit about cryptids and kind of focus in on Bigfoot since Bigfoot is generally the most common and most well-known of all the cryptids. Um, I'm not going to really go into too much of of it. I just want to kind of get this as a launching point for future podcasts. So basically, I'm going to give you my opinion, what I think about the topic and what I necessarily believe in the way of Bigfoot and some of the others. But I want, like I said, I want this to kind of be the conversation starter. So if you have had an experience with Bigfoot or another type of animal that hasn't been documented by science yet that you feel is valid, reach out. Let me know. Let me know if you want to come on the podcast. I'd be more happy to have you on. Or if you just want to share your story with me and want me to relay the story to the audience. I will do that as well. Um, you can reach out to us on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at night underscore ghost. That's a great way to get a hold of me. Or you can send me an email at ghost of the night podcast at gmail.com. Also philsams.com, the contact us page. That is the best way to get a hold of me if you want to share your story. Like I said, if you want to be on the podcast, we'll talk about that and get you on and actually do an interview. Or if you just want to sh- relate your story to me, and I can share it to everybody else. Um, if you know somebody that has had an experience, be sure to share it. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. We do all the videos for all the podcasts. We also do some other additional videos just when I go out on investigation. So be sure to subscribe, like that, 
and follow us on all the social media that I just listed. Let me go ahead and start the podcast and kind of talk about cryptozoology and Bigfoot and such and give you my opinion. All right, let's talk about cryptozoology with kind of putting a focus on Bigfoot, really, since that's probably the most common and everybody's heard of Bigfoot. Everybody has opinion. Well, not everybody, but it's the most common. So we're going to kind of talk in terms of Bigfoot. But before we start that, you know, cryptozoology, for those of you who aren't familiar with that term, is basically just a word used to explain the pseudoscience and subculture that aims to prove the entities that we haven't found yet or that, you know, things of urban legend or folklore or something to that effect. There are things we don't know truly exist, but maybe some people have seen. And that is exactly what I want to discuss in this episode. Because I have a thought and I have some opinions on it. And I know I generally talk about spirits in the ghost world and paranormal investigating, but I kind of wanted to take a break from that and kind of cover this because this still is paranormal because we can't explain it. We don't know what they are. You know, we don't know what some of these people are seeing. They are seeing something that much. I can surely uh, guarantee these people who have these encounters with Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster or any kind of cryptid, they're seeing something. But what are they seeing? Are they misidentifying uh, known species? But they're not all crazy. They're seeing definitely seeing something. So what are they seeing? Let's kind of shed some light and have a little discussion about it. Be sure to uh, weigh in. Um, hit me up on Twitter. As always, the Twitter handle is night at night underscore ghost. You know, weigh into the conversation. Let me know what you think. If you've had an experience or you've had an encounter with uh, Bigfoot or any other kind of cryptid, let me know. Reach out. Tell me the story. You don't have to come on the podcast, but if you want to share your story on the podcast, I'd be more than happy to uh, bring you on and let you tell us about your experience and what you saw and what you th- or what you thought you saw or what you didn't see. So reach out. And if you just have an overall opinion, let me know. If you think um, these uh, cryptids are basically full of shit, there's a logical reason in these people are just seeing something in a, you know, that's already known. They're just, their mind is kind of playing tricks on them. Let me know. I mean, join the conversation. Let me, I want to know what you think. This is, podcast should be interactive and i want you guys to uh let me know what you think now let's talk about bigfoot because i have an opinion you might think that i'm kind of wishy-washy because when it comes to paranormal i don't have all the answers i know what i think and what i feel i guess but i don't have all the answers i don't know anything for sure because nobody knows for sure but i do have a pretty strong opinion when it comes to ghosts and spirits but when it comes to Bigfoot and some of these other cryptids, I I don't necessarily have that strong of an opinion. And here is exactly why. I've never seen one. I can't say that they do exist because I've never seen Bigfoot. Of course, now, granted, I'm getting older and up there in years. I don't like to go out in the woods as much as I used to, which I never really truly did. But hell, today... My idea of roughing it is staying at a Holiday Inn 
Holiday Inn Express. So I don't get it out in the woods as much. I'm not a big hunter, not because I'm morally opposed to it. I just, you know, I have other things to do with family, work, this podcast, going on paranormal investigations. I don't have time to go out in the woods and hunt. But, you know, maybe I'll go out and look for Bigfoot. I don't know. Nobody's found him yet that, or I should say nobody's provided evidence of him yet, but so I don't know. Now, do I think it's possible that there is a species of bipedal primates walking around North America and of Asia and Australia or whatever? Absolutely. I mean, it's possible. We are finding new species every freaking day. I mean, I'm not breaking news here, but, you know, I'm just giving my thoughts and my opinions, but we are always finding new species. So is it out of the realm of possibility? Absolutely not. And here's the kicker. We know for a fact that a Bigfoot-type bipedal ape walked the planet around 10,000 years ago. And at this time, guess what? There were people around. So there probably was a lot of interaction between this creature, you know, its technical term is Gigantopithecus, and the human race. So there are probably stories that have been passed down in some of these cave drawings of what appears to be a Bigfoot-type creature interacting with the uh, natives at the time. So there's something to it. There was one. Now, the common theory is that it went extinct. Now, did it go extinct? I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, maybe. I, they say it did. I haven't seen one, so it might have went extinct. Odds are it probably went ex- extinct, but these people are seeing something. So is it out of the realm of possibility that this big ape that walks on two legs or appears to walk on two legs survived and has been hiding out in the Pacific Northwest in Canada? Absolutely. But what really pisses me off about the paranormal and but this in general is everything is so black and white and people don't want to keep an open mind about, you know, cryptids and stuff. You need to really keep an open mind because we don't have all the answers. We have no freaking clue. We are really we have some really smart people, but we could be a lot smarter. That's a fact. And to be so narrow and closed-minded and not think that maybe we don't have all the answers, because you have two schools of thought. Either Bigfoot exists or everybody that's seen Bigfoot is fucking crazy. No, the truth is in the middle. I don't know. But I do know these people are seeing something. I know that a big, super tall, bipedal hominid walked the earth. Did it die out? I don't know. And if it did live, which we know it did because we have, you know, a tooth or scale or a skull. So we know, and they're pretty sure it was bipedal. I mean, I guess the jury's out on it a little bit, but it was big, whatever the fuck it was. And we know it probably came over on the land bridge between Russia and uh, Alaska. So it might, if it migrated this way, it came with the people that walked across the land bridge. So it would make sense if it did survive, you'd find it in the Pacific Northwest. And in Canada, in Alaska, it makes sense. So, does Bigfoot walk among us today? Like I was just saying, you know, everybody's so closed-minded, you have to be one side or the other. 
Some people think we're stupid for looking. No, we're not. It's called educating ourselves and learning more and going out and explaining things. If Bigfoot doesn't exist or any other cryptids that don't exist, it's no sweat off my back. I don't know. I just know we're finding new species of creatures we didn't know about yesterday every day. So this could be no different. However, there are some people that believe 100% that Bigfoot exists. Now, most of them have seen or had some kind of experience. Okay, yeah, they had an experience. Now, we keep in mind, and this goes back to the paranormal, and I talked about this in an uh, earlier podcast, when you're in a heightened situation where your adrenaline's pumping and you're maybe a little fear mixed in there and you come across something that you can't explain, your brain interprets it. And it can interpret something that is common that we know about and you interpret it as something seven foot tall, hairy, walking on two legs or some kind of killer dog that sucks the blood out of cattle or a monster swimming in a lake. That's very possible. How we interpret our the signals coming into our brain is affected by adrenaline in our surroundings. So it is very possible that these people are seeing something normal and it seems to be something cryptid just for the mere fact of they're scared shitless. I'm okay with that. Now, there are some sightings with people who are trained in you know keeping the cool in stressful situation, law enforcement, park rangers that have had experiences. They're, they know what they're talking about. They don't get too riled up when they're out in the woods, and they've seen something they can't explain, and they think it's you know a Bigfoot or a Sasquatch or whatever the hell you want to call it. You know, there is some credence to that. So I don't know truly what it is but and what these people are seeing, but there is a chance that there is a Bigfoot or some other cryptids walking walking around out there. And like especially Bigfoot, most people come from the perspective of what they know. And what they know is they live in, you know, a suburban area or an urban area. Most people live in cities and around other people. We don't live in the woods anymore. So there, those anybody that's spent time in the woods knows some of those woods, especially in the Pacific Northwest and in Canada, those are some dense-ass woods. I mean, you could get lost. It's not, And it's not like what most people think of woods as a park that the local government put in with some trees and a you know, little two-acre, three-acre woods, that wooded area. Yeah, you see deer in there, but, you know, most of the country... Hell, I think 55% of the world's population lives in cities or urban areas. And 42% of Canada is forest. So, and I don't know what the exact percentage of is in North America, but the Pacific Northwest, you get into the Rocky Mountains, you know, that's some hazardous terrain in there. And so to say that there is no place for Bigfoot, you have to change your perspective a little bit. You have to realize. You're looking at through glasses of how you live your life and your surroundings. You know, not everybody has a neighbor living right next door. And there are people who live out in rural areas where there's not a lot of foot traffic are more likely to see something because the area is not built up as much. I mean, this is really fucking common sense. But everybody gets, oh, there's no way there's a undiscovered primate living in North America or in Canada. 
yeah, there's it, it could be because most people, most the woods aren't that crowded with people. I'm sorry. Now, they talk about you know, some of these skeptics talk about you know, we've never we'd find wood, we'd find bones and scat and all that. You know, yes, we should hopefully we should find some bones or scat or something, but I live in a suburban area with a deer population. We have some wood, but we mainly subdivisions. You know, a friend of mine has three acres with a wooded, the back acre is wooded, but he is surrounded by subdivisions on basically all four sides. But, you know, his side yard subdivision starts a subdivision, subdivision on his other side and a subdivision in the back and then his wooded area in the middle. He's got four or five deer that you can see every week in that little area. But yet, I've never seen deer bones or, you know, animals are smart and animals can be elusive because you've, like I said, you can see three out of four days, three out of seven days, maybe four out of seven days, you can see deer off his back porch. I've seen it. I've been there several days in a row. Hell, I walked up on one, wasn't paying attention and I was within about five feet before it, you know, we kind of looked at each other like, oh shit, what the hell are you doing here? But yet come deer season. You couldn't find them with a freaking search warrant. We, he's had people that want to bow hunt, you know, in that acre of land, you know, because they're always there. But during their deer season, guess what? Them some bitches are gone. Now, do they got a freaking calendar saying, oh, shit, we better hide out? No, but, you know, they, they're pretty smart. They know when to get the hell out of Dodge. Why can't Bigfoot be the same way and be that elusive? If it doesn't want to be found, it kind of knows the woods. It, you know, if it does exist, it's li- it lives there. That's its domain. Just like you know your domain of your subdivision. You know all the nooks and crannies of your city or your general surroundings of where you live. You know all the good hiding spots. I think Sasquatch would know the same freaking thing. If it doesn't want to be found, it probably lowers the odds. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. Now, I liked to watch Survivor Man, and, and I'm kind of glad he's taken up the uh, talking about Bigfoot. Not really, and he and I love the way he goes about it. You know, Les Stroud goes about it in a skeptic, not in a skeptical mindset. You know, he's not saying there is no Bigfoot, and he's not saying there is. He's you know he basically said basically says you have a you have a Bigfoot sighting. Where'd you see it at? I want to go look at it. I mean, he's had experiences you know several years ago nobody spends more time in the woods than him and if he you know if anybody's gonna have an experience i would think he would have an experience so i'm glad he's going he's looking into it he's investigating it for the mere fact he has credibility he knows the woods and he's going about the right way he's not trying to confirm he's not saying there is or there isn't he says okay let's find out he realizes, I guess he kind of takes my philosophy. He's not, he doesn't think it's all the realm of possibility. Kind of said, you know, he's from Canada and he said there's a huge black bear population, but he's never found, he's never seen black bear bones. And he would see black bear bones, you would think. You know, obviously there's something, you know, with predators and scavengers, you know, you're not necessarily going to see bones all the time. So, yes, you might find bones, but it's not 100% proof that. Bigfoot doesn't exist. It's because you don't find bones. So I don't know. I wish I had the answer. I just want people to be more open-minded and don't be so negative 
about people who believe or vice versa. If you believe and don't be so negative with people who don't believe. I understand that, you know, people, most people want to only believe what's right in front of their face in most situations. I mean, most people have believe in what? 50% of the population believe in God, but what percent of that 50 people have seen God? I'm going to say it's pretty freaking low because I've never seen him, but yet I'm expected to believe, you know, my family expects me to believe that God exists. I believe in a creator. I believe in God, but, you know, I've never met him, never seen him. So why is it that hard? I mean, it's apples to oranges, I know, but, you know, I don't know if Bigfoot exists or some of these cryptid exist, but I do know that it's not out of the realm of possibilities because we as a people are kind of arrogant and think we have all the answers. No, we don't. We're learning, we're learning new shit every day, always changing our perspective. Who's to say in a few years we might not find, you know, evidence of some of these cryptids? And just to think we have all the answers, you are cheating yourselves, the people who are complete naysayers. You know, keep an open mind. It's okay to say, I don't really believe it's happening, but I'll keep an open mind and, you know, prove it to me. But don't make fun of somebody that goes out and is trying to prove it. They're just trying to figure it out. Just like a paranormal investor going out looking for ghosts. I have no proof of ghosts, but am I crazy for going and looking for ghosts? No, I'm just trying to find some answers to a question. That's what people do. We have a question. We go find the freaking answer. And that's the same thing cryptozoologists do. Yeah, they might be wasting their time. I'm, I'm okay if they are wasting their time. I don't really care if Bigfoot or some of these other cryptids exist. But it's okay. I don't care. I'm not going to, I don't win either way. I, sure, I think it would be cool that, you know, Bigfoot exists. Just for mere fact, they would make all the, arrogant people that said there's no freaking way that there can be a ape living we haven't seen yet living in the woods in america just to shut them up and shove it down the throat make them look like an asshole but that's just a personal i mean whatever you have the right to that opinion though it doesn't affect me one way or the other and if we never if bigfoot turns out it doesn't exist and gigantopithecus did go extinct i'm okay with that too it's all about the journey, not the answer. You know, get out in the woods and expand your horizon. Expand your mind. Don't box yourself into a narrow, narrow way of thinking. And that's really what it boils down, boils down to. But there's something to it. And, you know, I hope people, you know, just keep an open mind. Don't get too riled up about it. Now, if you have had an experience you want to talk about, I'm opened. You're not crazy it's because you think you saw it. And if you didn't see what you think you saw, wow, this sounds fucking kind of confusing. Jesus, say that real fast. But my point is, don't worry about it. You know, come on. You can send me an email. Let me know what you saw and give me the, give me the lowdown of it. And, you know, maybe I'll tell your story. If you want to come on, on the podcast, come on the podcast. Reach out. At Twitter, send me a, a message. You can find me at, at night underscore ghost or send me an email at ghost in the night podcast at gmail.com. And that's with any cryptid. If you've had an experience or have seen something you can't explain or what you think is, you know, something 
an unidentified creature? Let me know. Or if you just want to share your thoughts. Either way, if you want to say, no, there's no way, leave me a message. Tell me why you say there's no way that there could possibly be creatures we not discovered walking around the woods of America, Canada, or any other country in the world. Just give me a plausible explanation of why you think that and how I'm open-minded. If you bring, if you come strong and let and have a good argument, you might maybe sway me to your side. I doubt it, but you know, because I want to stay open. I want to ride that fence. I don't want to pick a side. Piss on that. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. Bottom line is, I don't know. But reach out. Go ahead. Send me a direct message on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook at Ghost in the Night or on Instagram at Ghost underscore Night underscore Podcast. You can go to the Contact Us page at philstams.com. So I'm very accessible. You can get a hold of me in any way, shape, or form. And that goes for any topic you want covered. If it's Bigfoot or, you know, uh, the Loch Ness Monster or something like that, you know, reach out if you have that experience. Or if you have a paranormal experience with a ghost, reach out and let me know what that's all about. I'd love to hear those stories. Or if you just have a comment about the podcast or a topic you want covered, you know, send me a message. Be sure to leave a comment. Share the uh, podcast with somebody who has interest in this or might like it. And also, you know, we do do videos, so head on over to YouTube. You know, you can search us, Ghost in the Night podcast. I do a video for every episode of the podcast. Plus, I do do some investigation videos as well, where I actually go out and investigate and try to find some answers to the question of, are there ghosts out there? Or if you have another paranormal topic, let me know. I want to cover a wide range, wide, Jesus Christ can't talk, wide range of topics, not just ghosts and spirits. Like we've covered witchcraft last week, uh, astral projection with Melissa Cummings from The Haunted Ride, week before that, um, spirit guides. We, you know, I want to hit the whole spectrum of the paranormal and, you know, cryptozoology is one of them. So be sure to like, subscribe, share all that happy stuff and be sure to check us out next week because next week's episode is going to be interesting like i said i went on an investigation just the other day um went back to ross opera house third time there i've been kind of waiting to kind of do a podcast about what i've found there i've done one but i've been a second time went a second time and i didn't really talk about it i did talk about a little bit from the episode Evil in the Ghost Box, but I really wanted to wait till I get this third investigation. That way I can do a whole podcast just about Ross Opera House. And last investigation did not disappoint. We had some really good stuff happen, and we had a situation that we could not explain, and I will share that on that podcast. So you are definitely going to want to check out next week. So until next week, don't forget, like, comment, share, all that happy shit. Follow us on every social media platform that you can think of. And if you like this podcast, be sure to let me know. You can also get a podcast t-shirt, philstams.com, paranormal merchandise. Just You'll see it up there on the web page. Click there. If you like the podcast, show your support, get a t-shirt. Try to keep them reasonably priced. They're not that expensive. So be sure to 
check that out and show your support by getting a t-shirt, sweatshirt, hat. Appreciate it. That'll help out with the podcast and keeping the uh, servers up and running. So, once again, thanks for checking out the podcast. Be sure to tune in next week and take care, everybody. to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed PowerCash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Hip, 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 powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus, the bulbous walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.